Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the comic. Comic. What's happening, nerds? This is the Comic Zone, and I am Mike. This is Bill. And today, it's a spooky, spooky episode. It's also a very special episode. Is it? Yes, this is our one-year anniversary. Oh, shit, I thought that was next week. Nope, we we are one happy anniversary. Dude. Exactly one year we published this episode will be one year ago we st- put Damn, out the first that's badass. One. Yeah. Congrats, man. Yeah, congratulations. It's been We've made a, it. been a kind of a crazy ride, huh? It has. It's it evolved and uh, become really, really proud of everything that we've done and, you know, the friendships that we've created and, you know, mm-hmm. us together, you know, we've come really close and yeah. well, it's and been very special. Yeah, we've created kind of a, well, I kind of jumped into your friend group, but. That's all. I, threw, I threw you in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> but also we've met a lot of really cool people that we never maybe wouldn't have met before doing something like this yeah uh had people just show up and then we sit down and podcast with them and then you know we get to know them you know uh, on recording we you know what i mean it's not like a lot of the time we don't really get to know these people before yeah and it's pretty cool to do that it helped me it's helped me a lot just with being happier in life Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i just feel more fulfilled doing this so it's actually means a lot to me and like the one year that's yeah pretty incredible like that that's really awesome yeah and uh to to all you listening here yeah if if you uh do us a solid and rate us on itunes or spotify give us all the stars and leave us uh praising words or just tell us we, we suck whatever you want but rate us on facebook it really helps us grow uh, our audience so and check out instagram tiktok uh youtube as well we're on yeah. youtube um and some of our episodes are on there with video so check those out as well all the easiest way to get all those links is on the comiczone.com yes which i put all over Every one of our TikToks, it's like right in the middle of the comic zone dot com. Here you go, right there. Yeah, go there because, yeah, we have, like Bill just said, we have links to wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And then, I mean, and we just got a crazy, so in a year, how many episodes are we at? I think we're near like 60 with Dragon these Balls. Dude, I think it's closer to 70. Maybe, I'll have to look it up here in a... Uh, I don't have my computer ready. So, <clears throat> so before we get into the episode, um, which, by the way, in the Halloween spirit, we're talking about the comic series Silver Coin. One of our favorites. Yeah, it's really great stuff. Um, so but I did, I did. I'm sorry, go ahead. Before we get into that, it's not really check this shit out worthy, but I did finish up watching She-Hulk. Did you finish it? A couple episodes behind. Okay. Well, maybe we should do an episode on that. I think I think through. we need to, and I know uh, I think I have some couple people that have displayed interest in talking. Well, about there's it, so. quite a bit going on there that uh, for the over like overarching MCU, mm-hmm. like uh, 
So it's a uh, yeah. I think it is worth its own episode. Yeah. So yeah, who was interested in talking about it? David. David. Yeah. Who's David? David Diaz. If I'm, if I remember. Oh correctly. okay. Oh, he wants to be on now. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah. So we'll see. He seemed nervous at first, but he yeah. still may be a little bit nervous. But yeah. Well, that's not uncommon. Yeah. If you haven't talked into a microphone before, it can be a little weird. I remember Ted. Uh, he's fully like in this shit, by the way. <laughs> but <clears throat> he said the first time he was on with us, he uh, wasn't too crazy nervous like going in. But then at one point during the conversation, he just like looked down and saw the microphone, and then he was like, "Ah," <laughs> and it like weirded him out for a minute. Yeah, and it, you couldn't really tell, but yeah. That fucker is like fully podcast mode now. I always get anxious before the show. Really? Like before recording, like before anybody's here, I'm, I'm always like moving, walking, you know, making sure everything's ready. Huh. Like over, I get, it's like pre, pre-show pre jitters a little bit. That's cool. That's weird. I didn't I mean, know, it, uh, it, it, well, not weird, but like, I didn't know that you were having that. I mean, it's not like an anxiousness. I mean, it is, but it doesn't, it's not like a... I usually I usually sharpens me more than it does frighten me. Yeah. You no. Know, so it's like oh, I'm just, just making sure everything's organized, and then you know once once I hit record, once we start talking, it's like I don't feel anything usually. <laughs> uh, but on days that we're doing a podcast, I try to listen to at least like two episodes of other podcasts, uh, and not really to like pull anything from it other than just like getting me in that headspace yeah to where you know i'm like my brain's running on conversations all day so i'm ready to have my own uh at the end of the day i was sorting through wires and putting a studio together actually very not very similar to a podcast studio so our news booths so at the radio station in the morning there's only a limited amount of studios. Studio space is getting tight as we're getting more live shows and news, live people actually needing to record. So I put start working on putting together a whole studio room. Nice. The room was already there. It was just full of crap and wire, a rat's nest of wires tangled in. So that's what I was doing was sorting through wires. and. You know what I want to do is get... Like, so I need to treat a room better or get something that goes around the mic. You know, one of those kind of booth things that kind of cut the sound. Because I want to start doing, like, voiceover work, right? But, like, when I record in my room, like my office, so I it really picks up, like, my computer and shit. So the best things you can do are right, right there. So it's acoustic foam, like, uh, like the... Kind of like that He's fiberglass this shit. thing in the corner. Yeah. It's uh, like a big pillow. <laughs> so it's the uh, soundproof fire fiber like in house insulation for soundproofing built around a wooden frame with cloth pulled around and upholstery stapled together that absorbs a lot of sounds. And what those are so that's probably maybe a four foot tall by two feet, give or take. Because we don't get any echo in this room. 
So you put them in the corners because your corners are the best place to absorb the sound. Yeah. Anyways, I could go on about this for for yeah, hours. That's all good. But, I mean, uh, I doubt we got. We don't want to get into the silver coin stuff too crazy fast, right? I mean, so there you was. Think it can carry a whole hour and a half. We can get into it, uh, but there was two interesting as it's our one year anniversary where this the silver coin has come up before that I think that are worth noting. Um, so. When we did the best of 2020 episode where we kind of picked the best episodes, Silver Coin made that list. Oh, yeah. The best, our favorite comics. When we were with, with uh, Norse Comics, Steve and uh, uh, Zach, all four of us did. It might have got lost when we did the recording error, but I know that it was in there in that episode. Norse Comics. Rest in peace. Yeah. Pieces. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I digress. That doesn't like I'm not like laughing at them, but you know it sucks because we had a great place and it it went to shit. Yeah, it did. That sucks. But now, well. now my LCS is in New York City. Oh yeah, mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get do, the same place I told you about? No, I, I have Midtown Comics. So like we're not sponsored by them or anything, but I get <clears throat> my comics from. Uh, comics zone spelled, spelled correctly spelled the same no it's the same c-o-m-x is it no it is com- like comics with an x but it's just comic zone and it, i guess they have a physical location in new york somewhere mm. uh, they've been really badass man uh it's some kind of weird i get all my subs like whenever they're supposed to come yeah I like this one because sometimes they get autographed ones in and have pretty big. It's basically probably equivalent to like the Walmart of comic book stores. Right. Well, I say that just from a small little Wyoming. Mile high is that. I I think they're equivalent. I would say just from the pictures I've seen and they have like three or four stores in New York. Mile high. Their fucking comics, man, are so expensive, though. Yeah. Like they really mark shit up like and squeeze as much juice out of that limit as they can. They got to. Well, I yeah, mean, no doubt. Like, no doubt. I'm not hating on them. And actually, last time I went in there, I bought, like, a bunch of uh, X-Men 2099. And I finished off that series, by the way, which is... Yeah. We should probably do an episode on that at some point. I'll have to find them. Oh, so I, I can let you read them. But it's like... A series that a lot of people hate on. It's not like, but it's something that I, when I was young and I was reading like the age of apocalypse and shit and I, and you know, X-Men 2099 was in the stack of just like, I would buy like comics from like a garage sale Mm -hmm. and get those or whatever, you know, I read a lot of the Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. That well, was... I didn't read that one so much. The only one I read a lot of was X Men. I heard Doom was really solid. I get, I have the two first two issues of that. Might have the first one. He looks cool as fuck, if anything, and I think it's the same because he's like the mayor. I think it's Von like Doom still, isn't it? Might be, but uh, he's like the mayor of New York City or Nuevo York. It's not even New York. It's Nuevo York. Nuevo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And it's Miguel. Um, okay. Spider-Man. Well, hold on. I'm going to look up who Doom. No, maybe it was. 
the Hulk was still Bruce Banner, though. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I've no, only maybe read a it handful. Wasn't. Fuck, I don't know. And they they worshipped Thor. He was the, the the main... See, this is like... Yeah, we should do an episode on... The 2099. The, the 2099 series. So the, the reboot of... Re... Uh, Exodus 2099, which just came out, was no fuck all that garbage. Not, not that shit. Uh, I just have to, I just have to vent my disappointment in that spider because it was build Spider Man. You got one page with Miguel Herrera, I think that's Herrera's, um, as Spider Man, and then you got a different character altogether. So it, it was like it pissed a waste me off the time because it was like, hey, here's Spider Man. Nope, it's not. This is a Thor story. Okay, here's Captain America. And it's more of this... Okay, so maybe that was like the opening issue, though. They do that sometimes to where... Every book was... There was It was a oh, six was, issue. Oh, okay. And the first issue that was with Spider-Man was pretty all over the place. And then they... And then each one was like Loki, 2099, or somebody else. And then the... Loki in... And then they put a team together, the very last one, and I didn't even buy it because it pissed me off that much. Which is that says a lot for me. If there's, I usually want the whole set. If uh-huh. it pisses me off that I don't buy the very last one, yeah, that speaks volumes. Or you're like, fuck this, yeah, and you just give up on it. Mm-hmm. I've done that many a time where you really want to love something and you're like into it, or it's really good at first, and then it just kind of you're like, eh, okay, what are we doing? Like, it just loses your interest, mm-hmm. and a a lot of the series that I was collecting I had to stop on which sucks just because of like money and whatever but like it does like it sucks when you have to do that with a book that you're actually into mm-hmm. you know like like what's one that you've had to do that with because it was just not because you didn't like it, but just because you had to? Or you had to miss a few issues because of like, um, not getting your subs? Yeah, so, so there was a few. I've been pretty lucky to kind of find them somewhere else online, but one was a Jeff Lemire Robin and Batman. Mm. It was one and three, and I found I got the first one and then wasn't able to get the other two. It was a, a one and three series. And I kind of missed out on that. Yeah. And I can't find it anywhere else. Really? I mean, I liked, if I'm buying something online, I want to buy a few of, like, I'd want to find both issues. So I only had to pay for shipping and handling once. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and usually, Which is why I like Midtown, because I can find everything there. If you're not, like, looking for, like, graded shit or shit that's, like, keys and shit, uh, actually going on eBay isn't a bad idea because i know people frown on that and like the collecting community but i'm talking about stuff that is like completing a series that maybe isn't worth anything yeah. it's, and so it's you buyer get, beware there for and, sure. yeah and or you just you don't care about necessarily about if it's like super perfect or but you just want the series and single issues and a lot of times you can find a whole series you know which I've done a few times on eBay and like completed. Excuse me, I keep burping. Have you ever used whatnot? That's kind of being oh. trendy now. No, because it's a, kind of like a live auction. Yeah, that's cool. So, so I, like I've seen people. 
kind of. It's like eBay and like TikTok together. Or something I don't know. I've never. I'm probably fucking up. If anybody knows out there. Mm. Well, I'm just from my perspective. Like I said, I went to. Uh, I went to Mile High. Uh, last time, I was traveling out of Denver. Stopped there. Got. A pretty decent stack, maybe like twenty five comics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it ended up being like two hundred and eighty bucks, and that was with like a store discount, a pretty good discount. Yeah, that's quite a bit of money to complete like a, you know, thirty some issue series. Yeah, and I wonder if I would have went on ebay and did that if i would have got everything way cheaper i wonder if they would haggle a little bit too sometimes i bet if you're like hey i'm on the mile high yeah maybe i bet i think he's a tough bird but i bet you could wiggle out a few dollars if you're not talking to that guy you're not talking to the owner he doesn't go there anymore i'm sure you know he's probably just uh, they got so many employees in there yeah. And those guys can't, like, haggle with you. Yeah, who knows? And the dude, like, hooked me up. I'm not, like, shitting on Mile High because the dude gave me, like, a fucking 60% discount on each book. And it still cost me $280, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. So when I was uh, in Shreveport, we checked out a comic book store over there, uh, Excalibur Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, It was, like... I was impressed how organized they were with their back issues. Everything was alphabetical. Everything was priced in like big file cabinet drawers. So you'd pull out the drawers to kind of, kind of see it. So it felt more locked up and more kind of clean. Like they gave a fuck. Yeah. And you know, then they had all the back issues and stuff kind of behind the walls and it was really solid. They actually had a a variant for their issue from uh, walking dead. So it's the so it's the they had their own cover their own variant That's and it's cool. in the comic it's like the storefront of Excalibur Comics all dilapidated with zombies in it and the broken glass with some with zombies out in front. Hmm. It's actually I think I've got it right here. I'll show it. To you. Excuse me, I got a. Do you remember that run last year or the year before of Spider Man? And they had. I can't remember the storyline, but I got a cover, you know, for that was specific for a. I'll bring it next time. Yeah. But it was specific for a big place in New York. Um, and then it was signed by the artist as well. So I have. Nice. It's a pretty good one. I'll I'll bring it to you, but it's like a Mary Jane cover, mm-hmm. um, and then it's got like a um, American tra- traditional like tattoo art on it too. Is that the Beyond Corp series or storyline? I can't remember what the storyline was. So I'll have to. She played a prominent role in a a, a few series of it. Cause... Okay, do you remember the cover? It was like Spider-Man, like a side view of him, like a profile. But um, 
he was actually made of spider webs. Like he was all outlined and made of spider webs. And it was just his like headshot profile. The Gleason cover, the spider. And it was spider really web, big. Webhead Gleason, yeah. It was really big cover. Mm-hmm. So it was part of that series. And I have two of those covers too. Nice. That became a trend in comic covers. They'd always have the webhead Gleason variant mm-hmm. of, of like the big issues, Venom, Carnage. They all kind of had that. That became a trend, just like the knocked head variations or the weird creeper one where they're looking through the blinds. Or that that Todd McFarlane cover, you know. Yeah, the 300, yep. Yep. Like that one's really been just used over and over for a million different things. And those ones kind of call out to me, but I almost need the and first one. And that's actually a shout out first. to the Spawn number one cover, right? Or no? No, Spawn did its own version of that, too. There was a very highly collectible one, too. Oh, but no, Mick no, they are, they are different. No, because I have a signed, graded copy of the, you know, the Todd McFarlane run number one. Yeah. And it's signed by him, too. I got a 9.6. Score. Some bitch. That motherfucker yeah. is cherry. So, yeah, let's get into. So I, I was so I, I was looking at all the pr- the price guide of what most of these silver coins are going for, and they're all pretty much, you know, a nine six is about cover price. So none of them are really popular price wise. Not even number one. Not even number one. Weird. Although no, I can't find a. I only have a but, second printing, so yeah. that makes me one to say, no, I've been wrong more than I've been right. But I f- think these should be a collectible. Like if somebody picked this story up, I think it will be in later because there's only two copies. It's one of those A and a B cover. You don't get ex- like 1,200 variant covers of it. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I think it's a series that maybe didn't catch on right away. Uh, obviously, it did well enough for them to continue. Yeah, because there's only going to be a run of five originally. Right, and then we're on 14. Yeah, 15 is, uh, as the time we publish this, 15 will have just come out. So it's doing well enough to continue. Maybe not enough to be, like, the buzz. I think it should be. Yeah. I think it, I think it's being slept on you, hard. You have some heavy hitter writers on this. It's so um, good. You have Tinian. You have uh, Chip Zardesky. You have... I mean, the, the the names of the names, as far as writers go, are writing this comic. Mm-hmm. The, the, the ones that are doing it, uh, Matthew Rosenberg. Um, and it's an anthology series like The Twilight Zone or, but it's Ram also, v. it's also connected in the sense that the coin is always there. So and I found a few other interesting connections too. Um, so I, uh, uh, just getting these all in order. No, you're good. Because I'm OCD like that. Um, Is that your number one cover? Yeah. I have the. So it's a it's its second printing, but it's I, st- I still love this cover. It's red and black, and you get these crow wings with this guitar, <clears throat> this guy playing the guitar. Um, so, just if you've never read it before, just a quick overview of what Silver Coin is about. In a nutshell, there's a cursed coin. And everyone who gets it gets what is they cursed. want. Well, is cursed. Sometimes. Not always get what they want, but 
mostly the coin seems to just use them as its avatar. And just and horrible things happen. Yeah. And then really horrible shit. Like, and this and this coin has been in ancient times. We've seen it in the future, so it spans all across time. And there's some mythology that that's that develops every once in a while. What stands out to me about the series is just yeah, like you said, you got like especially in the beginning, you got a different uh aesthetic almost every time. Like it was a different like the first one's about the band and then like one theme, of them's like a, wise, one think, of them's like a slasher movie and then yeah. You have the one where the dude's the janitor and he's just working <clears throat> and they tie it into like actual like events mm-hmm. at, at points too. Oh, the, it, it's some like of that the one, real stuff, like yeah, the where Salem they were witch ju- trials. Yes. Or the um where they're burning down apartments because they want mm-hmm. the insurance is more valuable than the apartments. So that one tor- was nuts. That and that's real shit. Yeah. They well, torch the Wall people. Street shit, the one with the janitor. Mm-hmm. And like all the people at the end of the book, all the Wall Street people are throwing themselves out of windows because they just lost a shitload of money or they were they were in in that story that was interesting what i um I, I actually pulled up that story but uh they were chasing it no one actually was actually possessing the coin like in and other but yeah that guy and the janitor were fighting over it they, yeah and then they it fell out the window they jumped after it and then it other like people the, jumped after it yeah it was like the ring of, of power Lord of the ring exactly and they were all fucking chasing it um, it was issue eight, "Rising and Falling in America" by Matthew Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. But that one was so good to me. That one stood out to me in a big way, and the cover of it is the shit with the mop bucket with like the head floating in it. Yeah. So yeah, it's a yeah mop bucket with two heads floating in it, and it's just black, grayscale. And red. And I actually love this series so much that I took a, a panel from one of the books and tattooed it on my on my forearm and it was the issue where It was issue six. Yep, where the kids at the arcade and playing that fighting game. It's called High Score that by one, Joshua Williamson. That one was my favorite. That was an that, epic book. And what I think was very important to note about that is it was the first book that announced that this was an ongoing series, and it was full of Easter eggs, mm-hmm. Easter eggs from other Image oh, comics. Spawn was in it, and the uh, the chick with the X's on the eyes from Department of Truth was in it. Um, That's cool. So it's a great one. Uh, the kid uh, doesn't have money at the arcade, right? He can't yeah. play with the rich kids, and you run out, he's getting you run out bullied of money. and shit. And they're playing that fighting game. It's kind of like a you know, like Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat or something. Because it was also and, set in the same time when Mortal Kombat, they said, um, they made a reference to Superman. It's like, isn't Superman dead? It's like, no, there's four of them now. So that was the resurrection and rebirth so of like Superman story. like 1996. So uh, a little bit earlier, but nine, uh, yeah, mid, mid-90s, probably like 94, 90-ish. Yeah. Um, I noticed because I graduated in 96. But, but then, yeah, he finds the coin... Puts it in the machine and he's so, like playing. Important thing about that coin there too that I'm going to draw attention to later as far as themes that 
travel throughout the whole series. Uh The fountain was the witch. There is a witch. So I have a theory about a silver coin that there, this coin is two-sided and each side has its own personality, a male and a female personality. Both of them are horror or cursed. Mm -hmm. And there's the witch, uh, which was, uh, her name was Rebecca Goody. And then there's the other side, which is the man in the hat. Mm. He's the Puritan. I like calling him the Puritan because it just sounds like a horror bad name. Well, and, and, he, it's, and, he, and he looks... Uh, and it is a Puritan costume yeah. outfit that he is wearing. So historically, yeah. that is an accurate description on this about this. Because go, that goes back to the Salem witch trials. And he had a name, Duncan. Um, and then there's also another uh, uh, Dudley. Yeah. So um, those are the two sides of the coin. And some of, so when he goes to the wishing well, Rebecca Goody, the witch is there Mm -hmm. in that, on top of that statue. And that's the witch from the Salem. So so the number five issue. Yeah. Yep. So she got sacrificed to make the coin. Yeah. And she, she, yeah, she was a witch. She was helping the town out. Yeah. That was another really That one's favorite. fucked up, man. It's, These are all like all so there. fucked up and so good. Like if they made a show out of this. Mm-hmm. If they could if that somebody had the balls to pull it off. Ah, oh, come on. It's not it, that. It would need to be HBO. Yeah, sure. Well, it'd be a brutal motherfucker for sure, but mm-hmm. look at the boys. Like come on. They could do it. You could do it. And Yeah, if if and do it and it, it would be like the next Twilight Zone or the Outer Limits, you know what I mean? It, you Calling it the Twilight Zone is such a good analogy of this story in, 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 in all the right ways. Well, yeah, it's an anthology. Different stories every episode that don't seem to connect together, but the coin is always there to connect them. And some stories tie into each other more than others. Mm-hmm. But it's really just a journey, like following this coin's journey in, from hand to hand, and it like basically collecting souls. Yeah, and the what does it say in the beginning of the bush? Uh, a curse that must be fed. Like at the, at the beginning of each book. Hold on, I'm opening it up. The other, there is one other character that does appear in a lot of the other ones, and that is the crow. There's a crow which is named Duncan. Um, is often seen there. So silver coin, a curse needs to be needs to feed. So each book. Starts with a curse needs to be feed needs to feed. Yep. And well, and that, like, yeah. So why else would it need to like kill and make sure that it it people die around it? Like, there's that one. Uh, is that the second issue or the third, where the the girls at summer camp? That's the second one. There's actually an Easter egg in that one. High so score one too. Good. Like, there's each one of these books. Okay. Is really fucking good. It's called Girls of Summer by Kelly Thompson. She's actually a big writer for Marvel right now. She's been writing Captain Marvel, Spider-Man every once in a while. Uh, Yeah, very Friday the 13th, girl goes to camp, bad shit happens. Well, fuck, that one's so brutal. Yeah. That that one is especially brutal. And her her decapitating that girl and then she's sitting there 
shooting arrows at it. Yeah. Like at the head. Like that shit's nuts. That whole that whole book was nuts. And that one that theme kind of recycles every once in a while in, in later stories too. I think you actually get a better sense of like actually the very best place to start with this is actually book one, like no obviously. But I don't think it's for like obvious reasons. It actually lays out what the coin is, what it's about really, really well. Yeah. And and then they go off on their, you know, different story every book. And that is really cool. But like so that first book. Yeah. That's one of my favorite stories too. Uh, it's so good. As a guitar it, it, player too, kind of sell yeah, your like soul these, for rock and roll. Yes. It's like a or disco. Yeah. <laughs> And that because that was the time frame was when rock and roll was dying and disco was coming back mm-hmm. and are coming up. Coming, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, these guys are some down and out rockers. They play at some club and they have the prime spot at the club. Right. Yep. And uh, they have the, they're the shit spot at the club right at the beginning. OK. Yeah. 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 But then eventually. And then they're the disco he, find, he finds the coin and starts using it as a pick. So now the interesting thing about the coin is it always kind of takes a little bit of blood or sometimes spit or something else to kind of activate. It usually kind of requires some sort of like blood sacrament. Well, I didn't notice that. And a lot, not always, but in a lot of the stories when that that'll happen, like in the in the video game one, there's like he's he like. There's like spit or something on the the arcade that he touches, then grabs the coin oh. before he inserts it into the slot. Mm. Um, okay, well, yeah, I'm gonna go not back always, and read all this, but sometimes, it, like like the I don't think it really did with like the the Wall Street one, because um, no one, everyone is always chasing it, almost like chasing like financial leads, you know? Yeah, yeah. they chasing were chasing that high the and, al- and, and the almighty dollar all, and just off right off the cliff and killed him, dude. And like straight up. Yeah. And, but what was interesting about that first book, and like we said, sometimes it gives you what you want. Sometimes it just like overtake, takes over your body and does crazy shit. Sometimes people just kill themselves to try to grab it. Yeah. That first and, one uh, is The Ticket by Chip Zardesky. Right. And so he starts using the the coin is a guitar pick and yeah, it starts giving them what they want. They play incredibly. They sound amazing. And, uh, yeah, eventually they get into that really high spot and they like the dude, well, he sells out his friends. They start playing disco. He doesn't, he join another band. Yeah. He ditches his band. He, he like his father sees that he has the coin. He's like, Oh, that was your mom's lucky coin. We should get it back to her. So he he kind of knew something was fucked up about the coin, mm-hmm. but his son like kind of abandoned. He said, "No, fuck you, whatever," and walked away from him. Abandoned his band, and then kind of was yeah started and, playing disco. Started playing the disco, and then like second or show big show came up, and then yeah he couldn't the, stop. One playing. of my most favorite. Okay, this stood out to me. I don't know exactly why. But it seems really. Here, I'll explain what happens first. 
They're playing a really big show. Um, there are a shitload of people there. They, like you said, he can't stop playing, and he's the first to notice that something's wrong because his fingers are bleeding. Okay. He's, he's playing his fingers to the bone, and he can't stop. And then, then he notices that, you know, the speakers are catching on fire and then nobody stops dancing nobody stops dancing nobody stops cheering burning and they just keep and the band can't stop and nobody can stop it's like they're in a trance and the building burns down around them as they fucking <laughs> dance it's it's dance, insane dance inferno. Like they they're literally dancing as they burn to death yeah and that's so nuts. Like, and that stood out to me in such a crazy way. And I don't know what it is, but I thought that was like so genius to do yeah. it that way. It's like the music, it used the music to like hypnotize people and to, and the not pipes, the pipes piper. And they did, yeah. And they didn't even feel the pain of their own death. So I'm kind of wondering if that's going to come back a little bit because one thing with Silver Coin is every fifth issue we get kind of the main like the main mythology kind of story. That's where we got the Covenant. We're talking about the witches. Oh, is that what it is? So, so one thing to st- step back. Um, Michael Walsh is the r- artist for every single one. So the art is always done by the same person. Inkers sometimes vary, but um, when he actually is the writer. That's when we get those big kind of points where it kind of builds the outer mythology. And that usually happens every five books when he's both the main author and the artist. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's kind of, I imagine he's kind of directing it a little bit here or there with the different things to kind of keep it all in the same universe. Um, but yeah, so there's interesting things that happen and are revealed in, in that. And that's what just came out too is the 15 where, and there's firemen on the cover. That's why I mentioned it because the firemen discover yeah, the silver the, coin at the, at the end, very end. At the end of the first book, yep. the fireman finds the coin. And that was kind of where I expected it to go mm-hmm. uh, in the next issue. But then we got the. Totally jumps track yeah, somewhere and else. I liked that. Yeah. I was like, this is a little confusing, but I don't think it's meant to be. Because it set the tone not, for the anthology, yeah, or that, and that's not the right and word. It makes you episodic. Makes, well, yeah, it it you get both, yeah. And actually, Rick and Morty has gone that direction. Have you noticed? Yeah, they have too. They've kind of always been. It was more episodic before, and they didn't have like an overarching like way. But now with like the evil Morty. They tease it. They yeah, but in the latest season, they really leaned into the more overarching story stuff. Yeah, we should do a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that show's great. Uh, there's no way you could cover everything in one. You'd episode. have to yeah, you have to do a, a subs a sub series yeah, of it. Something like do it, break it down by balls. season by season. Or, yeah, we should do something like that with Scott with um video games yeah yeah a lot a lot to do yeah a lot we could do dude i love doing this like as much as possible so but 
you know, also I don't want to insert myself into every single thing either. <laughs> but I just want to be a part of it. God damn it. For reals. So what are some of your other favorite books? Issues uh, of, of, of the Silver Coin. Oh, it's been a little while, so it's a little foggy as far as so the ones that stood out. But the one that really, my favorite ones were obviously the first one, second one, then the one six, six with the arcade and, and eight and eight. And you got a ta- You have a silver coin tattoo. Yeah, uh, out uh, of episode, out of book out of the, six, out of book six, the high school. Just score. look at the cover of that book. Just look at the cover of that. So there's like, three what a video games. Amazing cover and this kid playing the video game and there's like a trail of blood leading up to it mm-hmm. and all these covers are i always get the cover a's but what i love black. about that one is that he is they blur the line of reality and video game in that one. Oh yeah and back it, and forth and it um it's like he's playing the game and beating everyone right and he's really winning a lot, but then you start noticing blood all over, and then it you come to find out, like come to find out, he's not like playing the game, or you don't see the transition from when he's playing the game, the game to when he starts like murdering everyone in the arcade. So yeah, the kid that bullies him, he puts his eye through the joystick. Yeah, and then he pull, and then the security but card that it fucks looks with like him too. It he looks pulls like out the si- the sickle from his point of view. He's playing the game. Yeah, but in reality, he's massacring everyone in this arcade. He's and this, the video game is like excellent. You know, it's it's like mm-hmm. counting, giving score while he's actually Doing murdering fatalities people and shit. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's actually the the not knowing the reality is a reoccurring theme. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these kind of tragic... Same thing with the, the girl tragic. in the second one. Yep. She, she, you know, the girls were picking on her at the summer camp, and she wanted, like, bad... She wished bad things on them, I think. She did, because... But then... They were mean girls. And that I think that was one interesting thing, is you didn't want... You didn't like these characters, so it's, it's like they got murdered. It's like, all right, it's kind of... Yeah. It was a Poetic little... Poetic justice, almost. Yeah, exactly. So then, the, but that, the way they get killed is is like is Jesus, brutal, and that's like the ongoing theme in the series is like just the brutality of it. And fourteen kind of does the same thing. Uh, so this is one of the later ones called Bad Year, um, and it he, he opens it up like it starts off with that girl from issue two with the skin mask and the axe. Really. And, and so he's, and then later it switches over to a different guy, the cook, um, which was in was the George Tinian one where uh, it was oh, that one was fucking crazy too. Yeah, that was another where uh, he was. Yeah, the restaurant, the restaurant. Oh my god, the I diner. forgot about that one. That yeah, yeah, where's that's that's James Tinian, yeah, the guy who want... writes something is killing the children. Uh, that one was so fucked up. They were feeding. They were yeah they're every it's like yeah they, she gets the coin, and she wishes I and she kisses it again the the sacrament of the, wishes the, the, for like more customers it's like I want this restaurant to be full and hungry yeah and they are they have an uns, they cannot stop eating and yeah. stop until they they're like and then stomach explodes they run out of food so the dude in the back starts just it, cooking people yeah and like they're taking the customers that are eating. And they'll they'll they're just feeding them to the customers that come in. Yeah. And then they're oh, it's so gross. Yeah. And then yeah, that's 
the it is a, it is and fuck. he's wearing a kiss the cook apron yeah that's a fucking crazy one and then doesn't he kill the lady too he, he attacks the the, the lady because she actually realizes how fucked up and how evil the situation is and then eventually kills the cook and then she goes out into the restaurant trying to say hey, all right we're closed get out of here and then she's like all right fuck it it's over and she, they all just like zombie horde eat her yeah they all just jump on her and eat her so the interesting thing also about that one is the guy who gives the coin to the waitress as a tip. Yes, is he goes watching the, the whole thing. I think that's you know who I think that and is. Then, then and you're about to say at the end he goes and grabs the coin. Yes, and leaves. But you know who I think he is. Who? I took him as the firefighter. Ooh. I think he was the firefighter, and he's planting it and seeing. He's like testing it. So and, it, and instead of like using it himself, he does it to other people. I'm going to have to look at that, that first issue to look at. So the other thing that I saw, what I kind of wondered about that is in one of the, the, the sub stories at the end, it talks about there is a silver coin kind of cult, underground cult. Mm. And that there's a lot yeah, of these. Maybe he's part of that. You know, and and, uh, and he just helps the coin along. But I think you might be right with the firefighter. I think it is. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. I think he wasn't a firefighter at all. He was just there to plant and then pick up the coin. Yes, that is the firefighter. Damn, dude. Yeah, and he's the guy on the bench that you know, like you said, he tips the. He gives him the coin. So he's going around planting it, and that actually, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the first issue wouldn't have been the first incident, obviously. So he was just that was one of the times that he planted it. Yeah, but it, I mean that guy. It seemed like he had it for a while. Maybe like at least like a couple weeks or something. Either way, that guy like plants it, and then like you said, a colt. So maybe they just set it where it needs to go to, like, so it doesn't like yeah. go missing or something, and they make sure it just gets to feed. I told you it's fucking dude, and I, I need to read everything again, but like I remembered, somehow I remembered that guy's face. Yeah, in those two issues, and I wonder if he shows up elsewhere. Maybe. I didn't see it, but well, now that you know, now that is looking looking for him, yeah. Looking some of the backgrounds of, of yeah, the, or yeah, like, or just him picking it up at the end. How many times does that happen? Just those two. Yeah, it's hard. To t- so, because sometimes they don't always tell you the story of the transition from one right. man to the other. Right. Yeah, and that was, I was kind of hoping the series would have been that way. But I'm kind of glad it's not. That would have maybe. I think it would in some. It would tie the writer's hands a little bit, so they couldn't be as free as they wanted it. But also, you're jumping forward and back in time. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time. So, so there's the so one that like ha- stuff that happened way earlier. Uh, in the timeline, you know, happens later in later books. You know, like, so the first book happens in, like, the 70s or whatever. And then then this thing's been going on since at least the that witch trial book. And that one's not till, what, like, the fourth or fifth book? 
That was this. That was the yeah fifth books. And yeah, so the seventeenth century, and there was even some that were saying that the coins even older and comes from like Incan and ancient right. Babylon. Right. So you're too. jumping back and forth in time, and it's. So yeah, doing that handoff thing on it in every book wouldn't work for that. It could be it could be cumbersome. The other the book it wasn't my favorite book, but it was the the fourth one, uh twenty four sixty seven. That by one wasn't Jeff, my favorite. It was by Jeff Lemire, who's one of my favorite authors, but yeah, I didn't like I it. I didn't like that one. The but what's notable about it is that we potentially that that it is way far in the future mm-hmm. and that it, we also have the illusion that is now like uploaded to the cloud because it kind of virus detected virus detected so it uploads the curse into the internet yeah oh shit i mean i don't know that's kind of what it implied i would have thought this would have been a better kind of start off to a whole series also also, you know what that means that book the implications are that are that this is there's no happy ending anywhere yeah because it's exactly that 24 so far in the future that it's still that, there. Like there's no, yeah, and it's not, so mm-hmm. it's like never ending. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's terrifying. Yeah. It's such a good fucking series, man. It is. So one of the other ones that I really liked a lot um, was, let me get to it here, was, um, it was like a, a war series, Till Dawn. Um so it like takes place, I think World War One, World War Two. I'm guessing World War One trench warfare. It's all in the snow, um, and they're this this soldier can't is afraid to kind of kill the Germans. He doesn't want to kill the Germans, and they the other his platoon kind of gives him shit for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's on patrol. He he finds the coin off of a, earlier off a, of a dead German. And then when he's on patrol, he thinks that the Germans are attacking him and he starts killing off people. And then at the end, he, ri- he realizes it's his own troop that he just killed off his own team. Again, not That's knowing probably who probably one that I haven't read yet. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go home, I think, tonight and just blast these out mm-hmm. real quick. They're not long and there's a lot of the time there's not a crazy amount of dialogue either. It's a, some, but not all. Yeah, it's some some more than others. That number four issue that had a lot of dialogue in it, um, but they tell the story visually pretty heavy in these. Yeah, and very well. <clears throat> right, it's like you're not you're not missing anything. You, it's right, not the, too much words. The it's the right balance. Transition nicely from one to the next, and I think that. You know, who'd you say the uh, artist is? Michael Walsh. I mean, that guy is a visual... And creator. Visual storytelling genius. And I think what I always say, and I've said before, is what makes a really good comic versus a bad... Or excellent versus good is that the words and the pictures are one cohesive idea, one solid piece. They're not... You don't have to tell what the story... What's happening in the picture. You can see it. Right. And this does that very and well. And then the words just nails accentuate it. the picture. Yeah. It builds to it. I mean, it's like a lot of people when they're writing, they they uh, tend to, a lot of these books, you know, you get like paragraphs and paragraphs of dialogue and shit. And then the panels don't always make a lot of sense or they just don't flow into each other like they should. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, like, uh, 
Yeah, the, having everything fitting together. I mean, that's just art in general, a song, a movie, a comic book, a cartoon. Yeah. It's like if something's off, you can see that and you can feel it. And there's not much off about this story. Mm-hmm. And we, I know we just sucked a big old Ninja Turtle dick on the last one, and we were blowing that one too. But I think we're just really picking stories that resonate with us. And that are, and all everything we talk about is worth reading. Yeah. Even if we've spoiled it, there's we're still... We're not spoiling everything. No, trust me. there's so much worth watching if if you enjoy a good horror you like kind of a twilight zone mm-hmm. story and who doesn't dude Those this were great shows is it i mean it's modern black mirror i gotta watch that one you, oh you, it's we so good tell me about it it's so good i love that fucking show see beth wouldn't like it so i have to find a time when why it, not because she doesn't like scary stuff that much it's not really scary it's more that show's scary and like a uh, this could maybe really happen. <laughs> maybe she wouldn't like that's, this. That's what, those are the worst it's ones. Like, yeah, it's like a very, like they fuck with ideas of like social media and like just, you know, stuff that feels like it could actually happen. Futuristic things. Mm-hmm. That's a great show. The other one that I was watching kind of in the same vein is um, Love, Death and Robots. Yeah, that one's great too. Yeah. And do uh, electric sheep dream of do sheep no do sheep dream of electric fences no that's not fucking it all up. Which up? Oh, is that a show? It's a different show. Oh, okay. But they're both kind of Twilight Zone sci-fi. No, all the I I don't not like any of those. Or you know what I mean? I love every single one of those. And I love the anthology series idea. Yeah. It's like getting... And did you know the Friday the 13th series was supposed to be that? No. It was supposed to be a different story every movie. But then and then just everybody, just, everybody just latched on to Jason, but... Uh, do androids dream of electric sheep? What the fuck? You said, do sheep dream of electric fences? Yeah, I know. I, to- I, s- I said I totally fucked it up. Uh, where are we at on time, homie? We're just just a little shy of an hour. Damn, really? Yeah. Damn. I mean, there's, yeah, there's so many good things, good hor- horrific things in, in, the, well, in the series. Let's talk about the artwork for a minute, because if you look at, like, a lot of times... You get comics that have crazy, amazing cover art. And then you open the book, and it doesn't look anything like that. Nope. And doesn't that just drive you fucking bonkers? Absolutely fucking bonkers. It's, it, and the, yeah, it's, it's a bait and switch, just like I was complaining about Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. Although that's theme-wise, not art-wise. Yeah, they threw Spider-Man on there so you'll buy it, and then they go, oh, this is the story. But yeah, it's all, yeah, it's, it, it looks the same. I mean, honestly, some it of the art... It might be a little prettier on the, the cover, but it's still the same. Look at that. So oh. it's it's a goat with, uh, what, six one? eyes, and this is issue, this is Covenant issue five. That okay, let's talk about that issue since that is like apparently where this began. Yeah, so 
it's a Judas story, a story of betrayal. Dude, it's so messed up because she's like helping. She's like a good witch. Yeah, she's really good. And the people just fuck her over. So one girl that, yeah, she was helping. But that was all a plan, it seemed like. Like they, well, they were using, they wanted to make the coin. Again, based on. And they needed a good soul to do that with. And they, maybe. Because the, uh, the Puritan guy who um, goes through, who I'm calling the Puritan. Uh, I think so that's it, a good name. It's all based in. Kind of uh, the Salem witch trials. It doesn't say Salem per se, but the yeah, you the know Pur- what it is. The Puritan, the witch trials, the things. That's it's obvious, right? Um, Here, before you continue, let me, we should pause real quick so I can pee. Sorry, we'll be right back. So I think issue five had some really pivotal things uh, uh, going on. One, as you've said, it's it's by the main author or like the producer. I don't know what the. Uh, um, Michael Walsh and we see the the origin story of the silver coin mm-hmm. again we're talking it's about the Salem witch trials so yeah no, it's not going to end happy so yeah good witch is going around town helping people you know using her magic yeah it looks a little, or you know her witchcraft and then we get the Spanish Inquisition the Puritan coming in he even looks creepy. He's got like yeah, teeth coming out of his mouth all weird. Yeah, he looks like a fucking weirdo. I mean, he, he, he does not look like a good guy. And then he, he's looking for her in very specifically. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Is like her. I think they know that she's a good soul and they need a mm-hmm. pure soul. And, he's, and, she's, and her name, Rebecca Goody. Um, and when we see the Puritan, his name is Cotton Dudley. There's another important character, too, that we get a name of, um, and that is the bird, the crow. That's Duncan. She is talking to Duncan as she's going through the store uh, uh, to her cabin. We see this That's cabin. That's her bird, right? That's her bird. I mean, you we see the bird a lot. You do. And I, I almost think it's a messenger. Like I was saying, there's two sides of the coin. I think the, the bird is the edge of the coin. The, the round oh. edge that talks back and forth. Man, that's, look at you. That's that's my my that's my lit class from uh, college major okay. English shit. Um, but yeah, and we see those two together, and then we we see the Puritan guy goes into and starts harassing the town. I mean, it's basically you know if she didn't rat her out, she's probably gonna die mm-hmm. or get tortured or not nice things happening. But still. He bribes her with a silver coin to give up where Rebecca is. And that's how he finds her. And then she is then smacked in the head with a shovel by the by a lynch mob, comes and grabs her and uh, hangs her. And as she's standing in the gallows, she sees that friend that rats her out, mm. calls her a Judas, and curses them all. And so I see you, friend, a coin that bought you. I curse it, Scribbles. So she created the coin. Out of, on her deathbed in, <clears throat> let it bring you horrors unimaginable. That is her last words before she dies at the gallows. And then the, the girl who has the coin gets attacked by the goat that she fixed, gets all these, like, 
boils and like on her skin and just nastiness and dies. Oh, by the goat stabs her. And then who comes along but the Puritan and snags the coin and runs off. But he doesn't get too far till his own horse kicks him in the head after seeing the ghost of Rebecca and some other mutilated witches that he has hunted down. What is the... Okay. So I don't know how he gets... You know what another theme in there is? What? And it's even in that futuristic one, remember? Mm Mm-hmm. Is... uh, Because at the end, that chick leaves the city, right? And gets into the wilderness. And she stumbles across that cabin, doesn't she? Yeah. Or or, or in a vision or something. Well, not cabin. It's like a shack. Yeah. But is that Homeboy's house? That's the the witch's house. Puritan's house or the witch's house? That's the witch's house in in this book. And Okay, so that's another connection. So she... uh, Okay, I got a question. Yeah. And this is kind of a. I don't know if I'll have an answer. But what do you What do you think? It is about a story like this. That has zero, happy ending, and maybe has zero potential for anything good to ever happen. It's a parable. So what do you What do you think it is about a story like that where everything is fucked? It's, it's a, like Game of Thrones. Shit like that. It's a parable of what not to do. It's a parable about not why not to be a no, Judas. But why or... do people like it so much, though? What do you think it is about a story like this? Because, like Game of Thrones, like I said, or any horror total, movie, you know, yeah. total shit show. And yeah, and it's like, what is it about a what story it... with where the bad guy wins that is so appealing? I don't know. Um, I think, like in this instance, where yeah, the bad guy is always winning, and through the future, it's a little different. But she's the the pure soul turned turned evil, turned evil through the misdeeds done to her, right? Almost like in issue ten, um, which is another one of those cruel, um, pivotal kind of issues, is. The girl, the kids that die are just fucks. You know, it's a little bit that karmic retribution or watching those guys fall from real, uh, you know, Wall Street tycoons that. Right. Where they, you're like, oh, you probably deserved it. The power hungry then get fucked. And, you know, those untouchable people that think they can get away with everything, that that evilness is ultimately corruptible. And it also speaks to just like the ugliness of the world and like. The mob itself, like, might see something as evil when it's pure and good, and then turn that thing evil mm-hmm. through their own actions. It's their like own corruption. You're trying to defeat evil, but you create it by doing what you do. So I'll tell you this: I did binge read all 14 issues in the past two days. I'm probably going to be watching a lot of Curious George lately, just to cleanse the palate. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's a it's a fucked up story but like i said it's it's strange how a story like that is so appealing it's like we were saying you've seen far into the future like uh two 24 20 yeah whatever the fuck 400 years in the future and this thing's still going 
So it's like almost a thousand year curse with no end in sight as far as we can see. So the only end came, uh, or mention of the end, which is also in issue 10. Uh, this is Covenant Abom Abomination by Michael Walsh. Uh, is the coin speaks. Yeah. In, in the issue, and it's, and it's speaking to, to Rebecca, the calling her mother, asking to be free. He, he wants a name. So in order for Rebecca to be free from the coin, she needs to give the coin a name. So if any kind, if you know anything about, or even on the fictional side, giving a demon a name is probably a very bad thing because it gives it power. Right. Um, as, far, as far as I know from watching Constantine. So, or, but, um, and he does, and she does. She gives it a name that no human can ever pronounce. So no, so no one on earth can say it to, to stop it. Um, but in there, he kind of says, well, I need the name so that way when I finally do return to hell because I can't do this forever, I can be I can be a king when I return to to hell. I, I'm paraphrasing a, a bit. So that's one of the reasons why, oh, mother, help me out. Give me power by giving me a name. Hmm. And I don't know. And we see her kind of break and detach from the coin. And then she she talks to what? Duncan the crow and saying, I'm sorry for all the shitty things you're going to have to do in the future. Right. Cause she attached the crow to the coin. Mm. And so, like you said, it, the crow is, ah, okay. So is the crow like the eye of Odin? It's like, well, there's, that's a like lot of the, the crows were the eyes of Odin, the, the Ravens. Mm. I think they were Ravens, but yeah, same, same ideas. I think there's like, so the, 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 the messengers, bird, the bird is like, animated by the coin and used as like its eyes right it depends i don't really think there's a clear definition of what what the I'm crow just is doing to, yeah i'm just trying to theorize but there, there is there's something going on with it and it, it, like i said usually it appears in transitional things sometimes it feels like a warning sometimes it feels like a, it's it's egging people into something Right. Like um, in this was it was one where they were um, robbing a home invasion and it went wrong and they killed the guy. And one of the girls finds the coin. She's sitting in the back car, pisses herself, the fluid, the sacrament. And then she starts here. She hears the voices, but the voice tells, all right, turn left. And she tells all her friends, I'm sorry, because she knows. And then the crow comes in or, or the crow like flies in towards the car and they wreck. Oh, and it kind of ki and it kills well, it, them. Clearly, it needs souls or like death. It the coin does feed on on death uh, everywhere it goes. Whether that's like souls or not, I would imagine it's souls. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a really <laughs> crazy hashed out like, and it seems like a mess. But as we're doing this, I'm seeing that it's just so well hashed out and to be able to do that and then break it up into pieces that aren't like if you put it in the right order like chronologically yeah because there are then, time then it would totally make much more sense if you read these issues in the right order well the right order i'm saying that Chron chronological order versus right. like publication like, order right I, 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 that's an interesting, I think we need a few more, once we're like at 30, 
issues. Yeah, we'll do more episodes of this if kind of bring it. On. Or I don't see why not. Because yeah, yeah, this is ongoing as we speak. So who knows how long they go? And I hope it's a while at least. And the one that come out is going to hopefully have more of the kind of mythology stuff that we're kind of talking about in there. Right, you're going to get more and more stories that unfolds. And the other thing is, if you haven't read this comic, this is a great one. You don't have to pick it up at issue one. You don't. You that, do, yeah, that's, that's the best thing. That is the best thing. Is like, I think a lot of people, when it comes to reading comics, is like... That's intimidating. It's intimidating because you're like, where do I start? Well, this is a story where it doesn't matter where you start. Like X-Men, where do I start right now? Uh, don't. <laughs> yeah, because the story's out of order anyway. It doesn't matter where you start. Mm-hmm. And it should in each episode is contained in its in itself. Maybe that's so, the appeal of a show like that too. Or a story like this that's an anthology. Yeah. It's like you don't there's not as much pressure to start at the very beginning or whatever. It's maybe it feels a little more casual. So there's another few another good one out there too. Um The Ice Cream Man. Have oh you, yeah, I've heard. It's about another it. one that's that's like each book kind of contains itself. Do you have any of that? I do. So, Should let me borrow some. Some of the last ones are weird. So, it's like the guy all of a sudden, the writer all of a sudden has a conscience and it isn't as fucked up and twisted as it once was. Um, it's just like one of the issues, basically, like the horror of it all is was just basically existential. Yeah, we're all gonna die. There's nothing you can do about it. The end. I mean, and it, it was well written, but is like, it didn't really have that kind of horror thing. Um, worse versus somewhere it's a telethon, and the goal is to see if this guy lives or dies. If they don't get enough money, he dies. And at the end, they realize, oh, whoops, none of the phones are plugged in. Oh, sorry, you die anyways. The end. You know, that's the kind of. That's that's like more the evil of more like serial killer ish than that like, would be kind of a cool, like somebody taking the coin on a, with, with them onto like a game show or something and have yeah. some like crazy shit happen in this series. Mm-hmm. Like you could go anywhere. You could literally like a amusement park. You could do literally anything with a story like this. Yeah. I wonder if they if there's any kind of spoilers or what's coming out. Probably not, but for this, yeah, like I said, the only one there's a cover of the of what uh, the fireman. The fireman's coming out on the one that's just oh came the out. new the new one. I yeah, but. Either way, we'll have to just wait and see. I'm not going to pull that up for this particular moment. But, yeah. So, the, the last issue, or uh, not number 14, was really good, too. Um, and it brought in a lot more Easter eggs, too, because every frame kind of brought in a different monster from a different episode um, or different issue. Like, you got the creepy spider thing that was in the uh, the futuristic one, the... Jason mask, skin face with the axe, giants. Um, even the Puritan kind of came out. But what was interesting is it kind of flashed back and forth from 
the story about a guy being stuck in kind of COVID era. So why I liked it is because it brought in a lot of the just living in that landscape, going to the grocery store and finding everything empty. And it was him kind of fighting with his girlfriend and then ultimately breaking up with her was kind of one story while the other story was this weird, like almost LSD monster attack. The horror of the silver coin kind of infecting it. Right. So it was kind of going back and forth from those two different scenes and it was really well written. Um, but it kind of had a lot of that anthology or kind of mythological. I'm going to go home tonight and read like all this shit. I think like I'm going to go get some dinner and which I got to go get some food here. Uh, pretty soon I'm starving to death. You look like skin and bones. Yeah. Well, that's been my entire life. (laughs) Yeah. We should probably wrap it up here. Probably wrap her up. This has been a good episode though. I mean, and, uh, if you haven't read the series, you should definitely pick it up wherever. Uh, and like we said, you don't have to start at issue one, but I would recommend issue one because it's really fucking great. The first five are all absolute solid. Uh, and I mean, well, the, not every less. single issue is amaze balls, but you know, with a story like this, you can afford to do that. You know. Yep. You can afford to have a couple misses. I'm wondering if there's a. Uh... <clears throat> trade paperback oh that'd be cool i mean that would be a a good way to i want to get and none of the like i said before they're all fairly um there's a trade paperback one has looks does look like it came out like first five books maybe october 6th so silver coin volume one trade paperback is out how many looks like the first five yeah that's that's I mean, usually about how it goes. Great, oh, their issue two is out. Trade paperback two and three is coming out in November. So the trade paperbacks so the are out there. Fifteen books, which are what is so up. Fifteen is just what came out. So yeah, perfect. So they're following right, you know, in in good time there. So yeah, I I would. Definitely recommend the series for sure. We wouldn't have sat and talked about it for so long if we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think... uh, Oh, so I'm zooming in on the firefighter. And it. do you think this was the guy that looks like firefighter from issue one? That's the guy. That's the guy. So so you predicted it without even reading it. I'm telling you, dude. Awesome. I'm fucking telling you. I... I at least have an eye for like connection when it comes to shit. And I was like, I knew him picking that coin up was important at the end. Cause I didn't quite know it was like he was planting it. And again, they didn't. I I knew during the one where the guy's cooking people. That's when I knew that I like, I was like, Oh, so this guy's like, a serial killer or that's what I thought is like, he was using it as his way to murder in his way. And then, but maybe, maybe he's part of that fucking cult and they're just feeding the coin souls. That actually kind of sounds like more, but like to me, like reading them months apart and shit, 
I, I I just was like, oh, that's the guy, and he's like using it to like murder people with, like in that mo- in Death Note. Have you ever seen that show? Uh, uh it's so. different because he's like killing people by writing their names in this notebook. Oh yeah, it's like an anime, right? It's fucking great. I actually think I've I've seen an episode or two of that. It's fucking great. But anyway, so yeah, in uh, that interview where they're talking about the cult, that's in the second story of issue ten, and it's just it's just copy, it's just text. There's no, and it's an interview with two names going back and forth, and that's where they talk about uh, the cult. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why I missed that. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I wanted like, I to read that. it and bring it up. Because I see that, and I'm like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, most Where of it. Where are the pictures? But this was actually pretty easy to read. Yeah. And and worth worth reading kind of for that same kind of the mythology of of the silver coin. Gotcha. So, well, I think this has been a pretty good episode. Like we said in the beginning, go to the comiczone.com. The comic zone, not the comic no. Get him a noon. Go to the comiczone.com. We got the comic links. Gnome. The comic gnome. <laughs> the comic dome domes domes like i said go to the comiczone.com we got links to wherever you get your podcasts sub to our shit please and give us some ratings oh yeah we're desperate like we've said before we love you stay black